2020 hit pageants hard. And whilst everyone else is talking about how to walk, how to talk and how to dress, no one's answering the real questions like, what should I do when I've lost all motivation? How can I regain my confidence? How do I pick myself up after a soul-destroying pageant experience? Or should I even be doing pageants in the first place, especially after 2020? It's time to make sure your inner game is as strong as your outer game. It's time to make sure you're aligned so that you're pulled towards your goals rather than being pulled apart. It's time to put that imposter syndrome to rest once and for all. I'm your host, Adrian Kwan, and welcome to the Pageant Boss Podcast. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the Pageant Boss Podcast. In today's episode, I have a special clip for you. Now, Emma Rose Collingridge, who both is the founder of Queen Academy UK, Queen Academy UK, so you can look it up on Instagram at Queen Academy UK, and also a former Miss Teen Great Britain and a former Miss Galaxy UK, um, the Galaxy UK thing being just last year. Now, for those of you who don't know, those are two of the biggest titles on offer in the UK. Um, her and I, when she was over here with me in Australia at the beginning of 2020, which seems a lifetime ago, we recorded a short course. It was like a seven-day course each day tackling a different aspect of how to prepare for a pageant, specifically Galaxy UK, but a lot of the material, in fact, almost all of it is relevant to any pageant. And today what I wanted to do was just play you a little bit of a clip from the day we did on interview. Now, why interview? Because that was when we did the course and even now seems to be one of the most requested, like, oh my god, I need help with interview. That seems to be the most requested one, along with a little bit of how to walk. It really seems to be walk and interview. So you're going to hear the recording. Uh, it's Emma and I talking about the mindset behind interview, because both Emma and I believe, I mean, I've talked about it in the podcast, but both of us believe, and this is why we worked together, that mindset underlies everything. So if you go into interview with your mindset not in the right place, the tools you've got really don't matter. I mean, don't get me wrong, having the right technique is always important, having the right mechanics. But without the right psychology, you're not going to be able to use those mechanics, or if you do, you're going to be able to only use them like to 10 or 20%. So you're still not going to get where you want to get to. Um, so that's the clip for today. Uh, now, Emma also at the moment is, she's starting a three, I think, believe it's three week, but it's an online interview uh, group class, a group session. If you go to at Queen Academy UK on Instagram, you can get more of the information. I'm sorry, I'm in my car. I don't have the details close to hand, but go to at Queen Academy UK. You can find out more information about the interview class that Emma is running and also how to book in. And now enjoy the clip. Okay, so in terms of in, uh, interview and mindset, I get the feeling that a lot of people, probably for them, the interview is the most daunting section. Um, not for everyone, but for a lot of people. Did you find, how did you find interview in terms of how nerve wracking it was? I think interview is always the most nerve wracking part, purely because that's when you're kind of you're most vulnerable, I guess, in a way. And it's when the pressure's on you to really talk about yourself and sell yourself in a situation so that you put the best foot forward mm -hmm. to then go into the stage rounds. Because 
interview does often have an impact on the on-stage rounds. If they remember that you had a really good interview, psychologically speaking, they're more likely to then give you slightly higher marks oh, in, on okay. stage. So they're not supposed to, but you can't help it because it's, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that is what happens in yeah. your brain. Yeah. <laughs> um, so interview is nerve wracking because you do need to put the best foot forwards. And particularly with mindset as well, it's being able to not only master your own nerves and understand that you can do it if you really want to but mm. it's blocking everyone else out as well and getting into your own little zone before you go in okay. that's sometimes the trickiest bit so i mean obviously with mindset in general it's going to be if you with anything in life the more you prepare the better i mean within reason you can over prepare as well but if you go in there and you're unprepared then you probably have a right to feel nervous but outside of preparing as best you can, what sort of mindset tips or, you, I mean, you already talked about the bubble. Mm. So what sort of mindset tips can you give um, the girls watching? So for me, I always have at least five bullet points in my head of things that I cannot walk out that interview room without having said. And that way, regardless of the question, I've got those five things in my head so I can work them into mm -hmm. a question that maybe. The, the answer doesn't quite fit, but you can then bring it back. Yeah. Um, and I repeatedly have those five bullet points in my head, whether, and it could be how many appearances I did, how much fundraising I did, um, my educational background, anything like that. Um, so I always have those going through my head. And again, try and do not ask the people before you what questions they were asked. Okay, so when the girls come out, if, yeah. if you're not the first one in, then you're going to have someone walk out before yeah. you go in. So don't ask them. No. Some, some girls, like I had so many girls last year that would just come over and be like, oh, they asked me this question. Like, how was I meant to answer that? That mm. was so mean of them, blah, blah, blah. And it's just not helpful. <laughs> I, I think either way, because I was thinking about that this morning, and it's not just in pageantry, it's in a lot of sports, the mindset game or even the psyching out game mm. is a real thing. It's a competition. Yeah. Um, but in terms of if you watch someone come out and they look really happy with themselves and they talk about how awesome their interview was, that could psych you out. Yeah. But equally, if they come out bawling in tears, which yeah. actually is a real thing, it does yeah. happen, yeah. that could also psych you out because you go, oh, my God, the judges are horrible. Yeah. So do you recommend just sort of putting that to one side and trying to ignore it and just concentrating on staying in your own lane? Yeah, you'll know um, roughly where in the order they are by the titles. So if someone, when it gets to about 10 titles before mm -hmm. you, then you really just need to shut yourself off. Right. Um, and it is okay if you, just, if you do say to people, like, I just need some of my own space mm -hmm. now. Um, I don't want to talk about interview. I just need to get into my own head. Yeah. Um, it, it is okay to do that. People aren't going to think you're being rude. Okay. Obviously, don't walk off and sit the opposite side of the room. But right. to just sit there quietly by yourself for a few minutes. Right. Um, it's okay to do that. So you don't recommend going and sitting physically by yourself because that will look like you're being rude. Yeah. You because just... all of the team and Holly and everyone, well, Holly won't be unless she's not judging. Right. But Holly not, is normally usually a judge or someone from her team. Um, but there there will be people around in the room. So don't go and properly segregate yourself because equally that doesn't look good. But mm -hmm. at the same time, you do need to do what's best for you within the, those like 10, 15 minutes leading up to your interview. Sure. 
okay. um, the amount of people that came over to me before mine and said, oh, they asked me um, if I wasn't going to win, who should I want to win? Mm. What horrible question that is. Or, oh, the judges are horrible. They didn't even smile at me. They didn't engage with me at all. Like, I had these people coming up to me mm. before, directly before my interview yeah, saying this to me. And it, it threw me. Right. Because I, as much as I was trying to stay in my own little bubble and stay focused on my bullet points, having these people directly come up to me and say this did definitely get to me. Okay. Um, so, I mean, that's a huge thing because that sounds like something that you, you'll have to be ready for because it will happen. Mm. And sometimes, I mean, hopefully, oftentimes, it girls don't mean anything about by it. I mean, when you come yeah. out of interview, you're probably pretty buzzed out of your mind and the first thing you want to do is talk about it. Or if it went yeah. horribly, the first thing you're going to do is burst into tears. Yeah, a it's, lot of people do come out and just want to talk about what happened. Yeah. But obviously, for you, that's then unhelpful. It's the same yeah. with on stage. Hearing and watching someone trip is mm. not going to make you think, yeah, no. she tripped. It's going to make you think, ah, there's something on the stage. What if I trip? I'm going to yeah. trip. And it's the same with interview. If you hear that someone had an awful interview, that's not going to make you go, yeah, she had an awful interview. It's going to make you go, oh, why did she have an awful interview? What could they have asked her? Oh, am I now going to have an awful interview? Yeah. It's interesting because I guess mm. if you see someone have a bad interview and then that actually makes you feel better because they had a bad interview in a way that means you're not focusing on yourself, you're focusing yeah. on them, which yeah. is also a bad thing. And other people came out of their interview and said, yes, that was the best interview I've ever, ha ever had. So happy with it. And interview was actually their lowest score. Right. Okay. So sometimes <laughs> people don't, don't actually realize what they're okay. Yeah. But that could be a good interview for what they think a good interview is. Yeah. But it's not a good interview. But you, you get, right. you get two, you get ex the two extremes. Right. Some people okay. saying, oh, that was horrible. Some people saying it was the best interview they've ever done. And it, it was actually not, okay. just not good at all. So, so basically focus on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. I, I will say, I mean, obviously I haven't competed in a pageant myself and I have no intention <laughs> of doing anytime soon. Um, from a professional sports background, I've coached a lot of tennis. So I'm fascinated by professional tennis players in particular and athletes. And there's a lot of similarities. Some people say that pageantry really is a competitive sport. Um, and you watch tennis players, which is a very individual and solo thing and the way they prepare before a match. Some of them, people like actually Rafael Nadal um, and Maria Sharapova are very similar to what um, Emma just outlined. They're intense. They're very intense. And before the match, um, they will completely isolate themselves. And their team actually is tasked with keeping everyone away. Mm. There are, however, some people like Roger Federer, who's much more relaxed, and he will actually engage with people before his match because he helps that he finds that that helps him get in the best space to perform his best. So I think just with all of this, um, just, just bring a little bit of your own sort of self-awareness as well. If you're someone who just naturally is friendly and talks to people and that helps get you in a best space to perform at interview, bear that in mind. I mean, obviously what Emma said mm -hmm. is um, it works for her yeah. and I think it's good advice. Some people just can't help but talk to other people and it helps mm -hmm. them unwind a little bit. Yeah. Um, just bear in mind there will be other people who don't want to talk to you and it's not about you. It's because for them, they're more like what Emma outlined. They want to be in their own sort of intense bubble. So work out a little bit what works best for you. And if you're going, oh, my God, well, this is my first pageant, how would I know? That's where the self-awareness comes in. Um, are you that sort of more sort of private person when you have something important? Or are you someone who's naturally gregarious and just likes chatting to people? I think um, bear that in mind as well. Yeah. 
And I think mindset preparation starts the beginning of the week. Um, And I kept saying to myself that it's going to be a good interview. I kept rehearsing my little bullet points in my head. I felt really good about my interview. Um, Read a whole load of inspirational quotes. (laughs) And, And then on the day of interview, I was so calm. I was so chilled was laughing with everyone during rehearsals Mm -hmm. and then those split like those 10 minutes before my interview is where it all just (laughs) the bubble burst because everyone was coming over to me directly as well right um so yeah it look (laughs) and that can happen yeah that's part and parcel but preparation needs to start before you get to the competition yeah because you need to already be in the right mind space by the time you get to the hotel Look, I, I will say again with, with the tennis analogy, I mean, in a, in a tennis match, it's very rarely, you know, they, everyone's playing the best from beginning to end. Mm. There's a lot of ups and downs. And sometimes the toughest thing to do, as you just said, is when things don't go well to try and bring it back. So in terms of tennis or just general psychology, you'll see tennis players are known for being some of the most superstitious. I was going to say suspicious. That's not the right word. <laughs> superstitious people on the planet in terms of they don't walk on the lines or they've got to bounce the balls a certain number of times. That's not because they're OCD, although sometimes they are. It's more because they've been trained by sports psychologists that if you have a certain routine to calm you down and the more often you do it, the stronger it becomes. So if you have some sort of trinket, I don't know, like a bracelet or a piece of jewelry that helps bring, that helps center you, Mm -hmm. then that can be very useful if you do get thrown off track. Because I think it's useful for you to assume that you will be thrown off track at some point during the day or during the week. Then the question becomes, okay, if we assume that does happen, how are we going to bring it back? Yeah. Um, rather than just going, I'm going to be perfect the whole way through because it, it very rarely happens. I mean, I can't imagine you've ever been yeah. in a pageant and everything's been perfect from beginning to end. Oh, no. Galaxy UK this year, my interview didn't go as well as I wanted it to. Um, but then I took that and kind of ignited the fire for then when I went on stage and I then go. won every single stage round. Yeah. Because interviews only 25%. Mm. And the stage is 25% each. The stage is 75%. Yeah. Um, so definitely remember that as well. So don't be beaten up if your interview goes completely wrong. It's then trying to rewire yourself to think, yeah. right, okay, well, I've still got this percentage of scoring left to do. It's not over yet. Yeah. Okay. So we'll leave it on the mindset. I just wanted to do that because I think it, it is super important. Well, I know it's super important. Are you someone with big pageant dreams, but you're feeling kind of stuck? Especially after 2020? Maybe you've lost your motivation. Maybe you've lost your purpose. Or maybe you're just not sure what your next step in pageantry should be. Over the last 12 months, I've worked with clients from systems such as Universe, World, International, USA, and Grand. I've helped girls get their motivation back, rediscover their purpose, and develop an unstoppable mindset. Sometimes one conversation is all it takes to completely turn your life around. And I'm opening up my coaching calendar to you for the first time just for listening to this podcast. So open a browser and head to thepageantboss.com where you can now book in for private one-on-one sessions with myself. Booking is immediate and you could be up and running in less than 48 hours. Don't let 2021 be the year that got away. 
book in now at thepageantboss.com. And I'll see you in the next episode of The Pageant Boss Podcast. Podcast.